What a lot of people don't understand is that marketing is like hiring for any other position. You have your administrative roles, you have your sales roles, and then you have your marketing roles. And it's not that one is good or better than the other. It's that they all complement each other. And if one of them is broken, think of them like three legs on a table. If one leg is broken, the entire table collapses. So first thing I tell everyone is go out there and do everything yourself until you can make around $50,000, $60,000. Once you make about fifty dollars or $60,000, take half of that and immediately invest into an assistant that's going to take care of all of your paperwork. Anything that has to do with the MLS, documents, forms, appraisal inspections, anything that has to do with you removing yourself from building relationships, outsource it to your personal assistant. Go out there and then make an extra 50 or 60K as well. Keep 30 for yourself and then keep half to invest into a marketing manager. Bring on someone to do your social media, to edit your reels, to create your content, to run Facebook ads, to do whatever they have to do to run your website and build your CRM to generate more business. Then what are you going out there and do? Rinse and repeat again. Mic check. Good. Mic check. Mic check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. Why do you think that the people that go to the Goldbart real estate team um, are going to be more successful or are be set set up with the right tools and processes compared to like someone else that, you know, I just decided to start recruiting people. Like what is it that you've made sure that your team has as soon as an agent hat comes in and starts working with you? So at Gold Bar, what we're doing is we're selling certainty. We're literally selling mm -hmm. them certainty on what to do every single day, how to do it and how often to do it. So that instead of them coming on board and being a chicken with its head running around with the head cut off, right? They know exactly what they have to do on a day-to-day -day basis to get to that one, two, or three, or four-year long-term goal. So as soon as they come onto the team, first thing we tell them is, okay, how much money do you want to make in the next 12 months? Write that down. And then I tell them, divide that number by 10,000. If you do this exercise, I've already done the math and the calculations on the back end. It'll tell you how many conversations you need to have every single day, Monday to Friday, to get to that 12-month goal when it comes to referrals and closing deals. Once they know that they only have to have 10 conversations a day, Monday through Friday, to get to 100K a year, I've simplified such a complicated goal with so much uncertainty down to a daily action. Once they have that daily action, it's about removing all of the resistance that comes from taking that action off their plate. So I got rid of their marketing. I got rid of their admin. I got rid of their content creation. I got rid of their logos, their business cards, their backend support. They don't have to worry about any of that. I have paid managers and staff in place to support them to take it off their plate. And really they're left with one job. And that one job is showing up and having 10 conversations a day with local people in their market. If they can't do that, then we just kick them off the team because they're missing initiative. And it doesn't matter how much certainty you give to someone, if they're missing initiative, there's nothing you can do to make them successful. So Goldberg is a roadmap and makes it easier for them to get to that goal, but it never becomes easy to do the actual work. Wow. So you're basically um 
All right. So it's like you are licensing the things that you have been doing. And you, I think you're much better than a brokerage. Usually brokerages, they just be like, hey, this is my name. This is my brand. And just like do it on your own. They figure out your own self, like figure out your own marketing, figure out your own thing. And yeah. uh, and like, obviously, because they were so like you said, there's so much resistance. There is so much like friction that they have to go through and they're not prepared to do this. They they have to like put all these pieces together yeah uh, but what if you come in and uh, help them put those pieces together but that's i'm just curious like does anyone in uh under you also help you recruit more so that this expands and just becomes a big 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 so, umbrella of great agents? question so i treat my recruiting business when it comes to the brokerage the same way i did my sales business i'm not going to go out there and sell all the houses myself I'm going to go out there and set up branches. And once I set up a branch, I teach that branch manager how to go out there and recruit themselves. The difference is instead of them recruiting and having to do everything that I had to do from day one, which was build a relationship, send the information, do the consultation and follow up. I built a system to do all of that for them. So that the only thing they have to do is build a relationship. But once they have someone interested, we have everything in webinar and in video form. We have a full-time recruiter that answers everyone's questions and we have everyone onboarding with our onboarding manager from start to finish. So I even made and automated the recruiting process as much as possible. So that think of it like I built the Ferrari, they just have to bring the fuel. And if they bring the fuel, then everything runs. But you'd be surprised how many people can bring the fuel, how many people lack the initiative. And it isn't until you build out a model like this that you realize, wow, even when I make it so super simple that anyone could do it, you realize that only 10% really have it in them to be in real estate. Love that. What are those key things in order that uh, you that you did or uh, have put together into your recruiting machine that really allows you to to really just get people in? Like, what what do you feel like? Anyone that is listening uh, to this, be like, oh, you know what? I just I just want to be like Juan uh, Juan, or I want to work with Juan. I want, I want to make sure that this works because it's like so hard. Recruiting is another beast. Like, what are those things, man? So if I had to boil down recruiting to make it as simple as possible, think of it as everyone is in their current situation. They're in their current self. And everyone, whether it's you or whether it's me, wants to get to their future self or their future situation. So let's say for me, I want to continue growing so that I become the number one team in the entire country. If anyone wanted to recruit me, all they have to do is ask me, Juan, What's your five-year goal? And I will tell them to be the number one team in the entire world. And then you know what that person has to do? All they have to do is say, perfect. What if I could help you get there faster? And immediately you have my attention. Mm -hmm. If you get someone's attention, you get them open to listening to you because you have a way to get them to their goal faster or easier. You've become a successful recruiter. The issue is when it comes to recruiting, there's a lot of people that still have their ego in place. And you have to kill your ego to become a successful salesperson or recruiter. It's never about you. It's always about the other person. And if you think going out there and just understanding this is the easy part, no. Now you have to develop a system to genuinely help that person get to their goal easier and faster. That's where the work comes in. And it took me three years to design a system to actually help agents get to their goals faster. Versus if I just tell them I could do that, and then they come on board and they realize it's all fluff, they end up leaving, my reputation is tarnished, and then the entire thing breaks down. So it's two parts. Number one, it's getting them to change their perspective and making them understand that you could actually help them get to their goals faster and easier. And number two, it's actually designing the system and doing the work to accomplish that feat. 
So right now, how many recruits do you have under you? In total, about 1,400. Okay, awesome. That's uh, a good amount. Like, uh, And they're all self-sufficient? They're all running independently. They all have EXP to support them when it comes to brokerage operations, admin, payment processing, things of that nature. And then in addition, we developed a system to train them with additional training platforms, coaching calls, and mentorship if they need more help on that side. Then from those 1,400, I call it we have 5% of them that want to be a higher level agent. They may want to get into luxury, commercial, bill at a team. Those who recruit to Goldbar. And then Goldbar is really the best of the best in the entire organization who we're going to hold their hand to really help them get to their goals. And awesome. How was your first, uh, how was your first time, uh, first 10 or, or five recruits? Like, how'd you get them? So and the, basically, my first time I started seriously recruiting wasn't even when I joined the XP in 2018. It, it was probably at the start of the pandemic. Um, so I remember me getting on the point where I started getting very serious about this and understanding the math. And at first, you don't understand it. You just think, oh, if I go out there and I track someone, I'm going to earn a small percentage off their commission. That's not where you make money. You make money off getting money off them, the people beneath them, and getting paid off the entire organization as a whole. And it takes time for this to build, which is why a lot of people don't get started. But I said to myself, hey, if I can make X amount of money by 30 in my sleep doing nothing, I'd be happy. And I broke that goal last year and I realized, whoa, this grew a lot faster than I thought. So sometimes we make this goal seem so much further away when in reality, if we focus on it and put our energy, everything changes. So back to the question, what were my five, 10, 15 first recruiting consultations like? It was very simple. I had to do everything from scratch. I literally took the entire EXP model and I watched the video explaining how it worked for three hours every single day for a week. Once I felt confident explaining the model, I then went back to my brokerage team and I asked them every single question I could think of when it came to what I thought would be objections when people came on board to the call. So I had all the objections written down. I had the presentation built in front of me. And then for the first 10 calls, I would just push a slideshow PowerPoint presentation and literally walk them through the entire thing. At the end of it, if I did it correctly and I made them understand, whoa, this could actually get me to my goals easier and faster, came the objections, came the questions. But because I wrote them down previously, I was able to answer them right off the bat. And when you're able to handle their objections right off the bat and you gain their confidence, then they feel confident moving forward and joining the company. Sometimes I would hear objections I never heard before. I'd write them down. And then before the next call, I would go ahead and have them all prepped. By now, I've heard any single objection you could possibly think of from broker owners, team leaders, and agents, which is why I tell anyone, if you're seriously open to considering this model, speak with me, because I guarantee you I could shed light on the entire situation if you're considering making another switch. That's awesome. Now, I know you cover marketing. Do you, you cover training on, I'm, I'm assuming, converting leads into, into deals, right? Yeah. So how do you make to, how do you decide to go about that decision? Like covering marketing, obviously, it's a high capital, capital cost and covering training, you must be able to uh, either put the right people that are going to train on specific skill sets or yourself to into uh, this weekly trainings or coachings, whatever. But like, let's go about marketing. Like marketing is such an important factor in here that real estate agents never really get to figure out whether that's like social media content, whether that's like lead generation through Facebook or Google or lead generation through cold calling. How'd you, how'd you did come to a determination that I'm going to cover marketing and like, what is it that you, that you did? So just in marketing expenses every single month, I spend between ten to $15,000 a month 
in either salaries or independent contractors to help me with my marketing efforts. Uh, what a lot of people don't understand is that marketing is like hiring for any other position. You have your administrative roles, you have your sales roles, and then you have your marketing roles. And it's not that one is good or better than the other. It's that they all complement each other. And if one of them is broken, think of them like three legs on a table. If one leg is broken, the entire table collapses. So first thing I tell everyone is go out there and do everything yourself until you can make around $50,000, $60,000. Once you make about fifty dollars or $60,000, take half of that and immediately invest into an assistant that's going to take care of all of your paperwork. Anything that has to do with the MLS, documents, forms, appraisal inspections, anything that has to do with you removing yourself from building relationships, outsource it to your personal assistant. Go out there and then make an extra 50 or 60K as well. Keep 30 for yourself and then keep half to invest into a marketing manager. Bring on someone to do your social media, to edit your reels, to create your content, to run Facebook ads, to do whatever they have to do to run your website and build your CRM to generate more business. Then what do you go out there and do? Rinse and repeat again. Go out there and make an extra 50, 60K. Once again, you know the rule, cut it in half, keep 50 for yourself and the other 50% reinvest it now into a salesperson. And if you could do this correctly, after rinse and repeating a couple of times, you should have a business that is able to gross you at least seven figures a year. And having spend of 15 to 20K in marketing, just marketing uh, on, on your side, like uh, I'm assuming that um, like the, the, the decision of making these marketing channels uh, be the ones that you choose is there must be a reason, a great return of investment. Uh, but like, what, what are you currently uh, focusing your marketing efforts in, in order to really help every single person that is under you and yourself, your business, um, just marketing in general, what, what are you spending your most efforts? Right now, I consider we have four holy grails when it comes to real estate marketing. The first one is going to be Facebook, but you have to understand what Facebook is good for. Facebook is incredible for getting in front of consumers. So if you want to go out there and generate buyer or seller leads, you want to go all in on Facebook ads, Facebook business, and any organic search that you can do to go out there and get in front of those consumers. Uh, when it comes to recruiting agents, my favorite platform is Instagram and TikTok. So my editor right now is focused on getting me five reels a week of high quality content that we can pump out every single week in order to get in front of more agents. I've been doing this for about 60 days or so, and my average reel gets me between five to 10,000 views. If those five to 10,000 views is able to generate me just two or three people following or reaching out to me, it made sense, okay? And now we're repositioning those, uh, those Instagram reels, we're putting them into TikToks, and now we're gonna create those TikToks and repurpose them into YouTube shorts. YouTube is the final platform, which I think is going to be the biggest disruptive platform in any agency or any industry over the next couple of years, because the people that are going on Instagram and TikTok are going there to get interested in a certain topic, but then they're going over to YouTube to consume longer form information. So those are the four platforms that I'm focusing on. And here's what I wanna tell everyone to understand. All of them take years to start getting results. So if you plan on thinking this is a get rich quick scheme where you go on Instagram, you create a couple of videos and you hope you're gonna get a thousand leads, you're gonna be sadly disappointed. I didn't start getting traction with this, honestly, until two or three years of creating content, optimizing my profile and putting myself out there. And now that I'm gonna be starting YouTube seriously for the first time, probably next month, I'm going into it with the mindset, it's gonna take me a minimum 18 months of me paying a marketing person, designing all this stuff to even get a dollar back. And if I get a dollar back before that 18 month period is over, I'm surprised, but because I have this long-term mindset, that's what's gonna allow me to become successful in this space. That's awesome. So Reels, you got Shorts, you got uh, TikTok,
Yeah. And um, so what type of content are you creating in order to actually generate people that reach out be like, oh my God, I really want to join you. I really want to be part of this thing. Like in, in, any call to action, any type yeah. of like incentive offer guarantees, uh, any type of attention grabbing, like what is that? I'd love, I'd love to learn. There's three types of content you create that I found works really good in our space. Number one is educational content. Anything where someone could learn from you, they're obviously going to stay tuned, especially if it applies to them. Number two is inspirational. A lot of people like oversee this, but if you can inspire someone, I'm big on this. I'm going to save that and revert back to it later, especially when I need some motivation in my life. The third one is humor. And this catches a lot of people off guard, but two of my good friends run two of the biggest meme accounts in all of real estate and they crush it. They literally have the biggest real estate followings ever because agents love to laugh. So combination, broke agents, one of them and actually agents another. Yeah. So they crush it in this field because their stuff is genuinely hilarious. I try to comment on all their stuff, but it's one of those things where if you can understand agents are looking for education, inspiration, and humor at any point of their lives, and you tailor your content to be like this, it makes it way easier for it to go viral. I like that. Education, inspiration, and humor. I yep. think that I definitely like to, well, I, I run, I run also TikTok reels and things like that. Uh, shorts, we repurpose everything to obviously get clients and increase our brand awareness and things like that. It's it's just something I was sleeping on for a long period of time because the impact uh, of it in the long run is just so heavy. It's like you said, it takes years, man. Uh, and sometimes, like, we, yeah, we do like paid ads and things like that. But as soon as like we turn off that ad, it's like crickets, you know? And yeah. But the brand... Uh, what you built are actually around social media which, within this vehicle. Hey, that person like is pumping this content. The algorithm is helping organically. People are sharing, commenting, uh, liking. Uh, people already recognize you and they're just like so familiar with your face. Be like, yeah. holy, I trust this guy. He says, this guy's an authority in what he does. And even though like it, it's funny, uh, we're talking real estate, but in reality, you are taking real estate inside their head, inside their brain for a few minutes or hours in, in every day. And uh, just having that, like you acquiring their real estate, it's like, I'm already part of the of your brain and uh, there's no way that I'm coming out, right? It's like that, that effect is huge, man. You said it perfectly. You're buying real estate in their mind. And once you have enough real estate in their mind, you have something called credibility. And when you have credibility, in order to actually get them open to hearing to an opportunity, it becomes so much easier. So what's your, uh, what's your TikTok? What's your IG? What's your Reels? How can people actually see what, what you got going? Uh, or like if they're ever interested in working with Gold Bar out of Orlando, right? Out of Orlando? Well, no. Gold Bar I have live in New York, Florida, New Jersey, Connecticut, North Carolina, Texas, California, and Florida. Uh, we are a nationwide team. And we're looking for partners in the other states. So if you're an agent and you're making at least 40, 50K a year and you have initiative and you have this hungry and this desire just to go out there and grow, just send me a DM on Instagram at Juan Goldbar, J-U-A-N-G-O-L-D-B-A-R. And I will literally interview you for a position to become a partner so we can open up that branch in that state. The goal is to have everyone in every single market with at least 50 to 100 agents underneath them so that we have the biggest team in the country doing the most type of volume. Um, but it's one of those things where I am a genuine believer that the more you give out to the world, the more you get in return. So I'm very, very big on coaching agents for free, especially when they DM me or they send me voice messages or whatever it may be. 
So if you're like you're one of those agents that you're struggling or you just don't know what to do at this point in your career, literally DM me with whatever questions you have. And I promise you, we'll hop on a phone call and I'll just give you as much advice to help you get to your goals. And how's your relationship with real estate investors or, or wholesalers? So real estate investors and wholesalers, it's really interesting. When I started out in real estate, there was this huge real estate wholesaling like phase going on where everyone was wholesaling. And here's my tip to wholesalers. And this is why they, they put such a bad taste in my mouth. Wholesalers were great at going out there and generating deals. It's just they had the wrong definition for what a deal was. Okay. And you know who I'm referring to. It's the four guys that reach out to me every single day, sending me a new deal, right? They would take anything that's off the market, right? And they would literally just multiply it times 90% of market value. And they would say, hey, we got a hot new deal off the market. Whenever an investor buys something, he's looking to buy it at 50 or 60 cents on the dollar. Why? Because after closing costs, constructions, and resale costs, they're usually spending around 20%. And no investor is going to want to make an investment that's going to net them less than 15 or 20%. So as you as the wholesaler trying to sell me something at 90% because your fee is 20%, you're trying to make as much of a house flipper as doing literally 90% less work, which I think is completely ridiculous. So for me, wholesalers gave me a really bad stigma when it came to understanding that they don't really know how to evaluate property or that they got really greedy and were making these fees really ridiculous to begin with. And that's why I stopped working with them. But then a few years later, I came across a genuine wholesaler who was only trying to make a small amount in every single deal, but was doing it by the volume and knew how to properly evaluate property. That guy earned my trust. And I sent him the majority of my investors that are interested in properties as well. So that's kind of my whole take on the industry. If you want to be a genuine wholesaler or you want to be a really good investor, start learning how to properly evaluate homes, understand how to run a CMA, understand how to take advantage of the MLS and become an expert, even better than the house slippers when it comes to pricing. And if you become an expert in pricing as a wholesaler, you're gonna do very well. Yeah, because at the end of the day, man, wholesalers, the real clients of wholesalers are the buyers, are the real estate investors, the actual real estate investors that will purchase this property for the end goal of putting in the effort in like renovating, flipping, purchasing for BNB, whatever that is, that's your real, real client. So. Not only, yes, you have to be able to find this motivated seller that is in the end is the first acquisition process, but you have to also understand that buyers are not stupid. And if you come with like a ridicul ridiculous price, they're probably not going to talk to you again. You know what I mean? They're probably not going to see like, your deals once again. And you're just yeah. missing out on the actual relationship that you can provide with actual real estate investors. Like, for instance, you and me, right? Like if you're just trying to be greedy as fuck and and just like get the most out of it, like man, like I'm not gonna get anything. Like like I know you did the marketing and you, you probably negotiated really well with the seller, but come on, man, I also need my part. Like I'm gonna freaking buy it off you or for cash. So and and listen, that, if you wanna be a wholesaler and make a, a large amount, I'm not holding you back in terms of how much money you can make, but then at least get the deal for fifty cents on the dollar if you're going to tack on a 10 or 15 or 20% referral fee. So it's just one of those things where understanding the math as a wholesaler, in my opinion, is more important than ever. Because you see a lot of people advertising deals nowadays, not realizing the market's gone down five to 10% in most areas throughout the country in the last like 30 days. So now they're going out there and advertising something for 80 cents in the dollar. You're actually advertising it for 90 cents in the dollar now. 